This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now it's time for the scores live coverage of the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon with your hosts, Josh Liss, U.S. Marathon Olympian Jenny Spangler and former Boston and Chicago Marathon champion Greg Meyer. The eyes of the world are now focused on Chicago. Keep it on the score as we cover this international event that's a true Chicago tradition. The 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score is presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss. The Chicago Marathon is on the air. Welcome back to the Scores coverage of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and today's 44th running. Good morning, good Sunday morning. Up in Adam, we're going to get you back to football talk in a few hours. We've got a 6-10 to 10 live broadcast here. A bang to bang, bang bang play by play of this great race. Good morning, I'm Josh Liss, and I'm joined by our expert crew, including my two co-hosts here near the finish line, U.S. Olympian and area running coach Jenny Spangler, and past Chicago Marathon winner and distance running Hall of Famer Greg Meyer. For the next four hours until 10 a.m., we're going to give you a blow by blow description of one of the world's premier marathons, part of the Abbott World Marathon major series of races and with parade coverage we'll tour this pretty city through 29 of its diverse neighborhoods with our cast of reporters along the course our broadcast position only yards from the finish line here on columbus drive in the heart of grant park in downtown chicago crowds are going to be building soon runners are going to be loosening up soon and a little later this morning we'll call the winners in the men's the women's races and the men's and women's wheelchair races and like we've done for a few times over the years, perhaps call a record time. I want to introduce my co-host now and welcome back Jenny Spangler on her 15th Chicago Marathon broadcast here with us on The Score. Welcome back, Jenny. Thank you. Good morning, Josh and Greg. I can't believe it's been 15 years that I've been part of this broadcast team. It's been amazing. I've witnessed a world record, some fierce battles down the finishing stretch, and just seen hundreds and hundreds of runners set PRs, 
Boston qualifiers and have raised millions and millions of dollars for charity. So now, Jenny, excited to be back this you're year. You're a U.S. Olympian from the Chicagoland area, won the 96 trials, uh, 2003. You set an American Masters record here in Chicago, and you still coach the Jenny Spangler Racing Team in the North Suburbs, helping coach high school track as well. Good luck to your team today. We'll talk more about them later. And Greg Meyer, co-host of the finish line, fourth year in a row. You're the Chicago Marathon winner. Uh, 40th anniversary, happy anniversary. 40 years ago, you won Chicago and uh, Boston in 83. You're a Michigan native and resident and a distance running Hall of Famer. Greg Meyer, welcome back to the show. Always good to be back. And geez, you know, it, I just love Chicago. I, I love what this race is about. Uh, we were talking the other night and uh, Joan Benoit said, this is a race that's put on by runners. And most of the major marathons now are sort of event managed, but this is about runners. And I think it shows in the quality of the event, year in and year out. I don't know how Kerry Pinkowski keeps doing it. Yeah, we're off and running on our coverage of the Chicago Marathon. The 44th running here on The Score. Good morning, it's Josh Liss with our cast of experts. We're also going to join on the course Chris Weirman, Trenier Moser, and others in a while. For the 32nd year now, Kerry Pinkowski has been the executive race director of the Chicago Marathon and joins us for the first time on today's program. Hi, Kerry. Good morning. Hey, Josh. How are you this morning? We're doing fine here with uh, Chris or with Greg and Jenny uh, near the finish line. Things seem to be pretty calm weather-wise. And as far as the field, you've really stacked it again. So what are your big storylines entering today, Kerry, as race director? Well, you know, uh, the history of the event is, is, is celebrating champions. Our four champions are back. They, uh, they're in great shape. Um, so you've got to look to them to be the cornerstones of the competition. But uh, I think the story is the weather. Um, I'm going to re reflect to Jenny and uh, the two experts here. I mean, uh, you guys are, are fine athletes. This is a day that I think you would cherish. We've got a little bit of a breeze. There's a, there's a bite in the air. It's, uh, it's early autumn, so I think that's going to complement the competition. Um, everybody will be ready to go. Like you mentioned, you've got all four defending champs returning, Kerry. That's not easy to do. And it's the second Chicago Marathon since the pandemic canceled the 2020 race. The field's grown large again. About how many people do you expect to run this year's race compared to last year? Well, we're forecasting 41,000 start, which is, uh, which is amazing. We're back. It'll uh, more than likely be the second uh, largest uh, start field we've had in the history of the event. So, uh, you know, uh, 2021 was a transition year, but uh, we're back. Uh, people on the course, volunteers, uh, it'll be a great day. And I want to turn to you, Jenny, and Greg as well, while we keep race director Kerry Pinkowski on the line. He mentioned the weather. The weather may be the big story today, comfortable for the elite runners. We're looking at an approximate low temperature of 44 to a high of about 66, and that wind out of the southwest about 8 miles per hour. Uh, what does that make you think of uh, for today, Jen? Well, I feel like it is a great day for some course records, maybe some world records, and just everybody out there today, I feel like the weather is not going to be a factor. I think out of the 15 years I've been on this broadcast team, this is like the jackpot weather day. This is the best that we've had in a long, long time, and everybody's going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I think this is a, a no-excuse day for the runners. You know, they can't blame it on the the weather, the cold, or the wind. It, it literally looks to be a perfect day to run. And I think what's really important, too, is for the masses of people that are out there, those people that are going to be out there three, four, five hours that will be towards what would have been the heat of the day, it'll only be in the low 60s, and, and that's that's a good day for them. And the spectators will come out, which is always energizing 
for the runners as they go by. So all in all, a perfect day, as Jenny said. And we've got Kerry Pinkowski, race director, on the line with us. The weather history here, uh, Kerry, last year rose from about 70 to 79, warmer than you'd like. But out of the last 14 years, seven of those last 14 years, the high temperature has hit 79 or greater. So uh, this seems to be a real break for you today, Kerry. Real, real, real break. And, and uh, I think you got to look to Ruth Shepengedich, our defending champion. I mean, you all know what she did last year. She... Uh, she uh, she was at world went on a world record pace. Uh, I heard a rumor she wants to do that again this year. Um, you know, I think with the performances we've seen in London and Berlin the last uh, last two weekends, um, you know, we saw some really fast times. I think she's going to take advantage of this. Um, you know, I think uh, she's motivated from what Bridget Koskai did here a few years ago, the the the, uh, the standing world record. So I think she's an athlete that has the the ability, the fitness and is going to take advantage of the, the, you know, the conditions today. So I think you're going to look for her to go out and do something historic. Talking about Ruth Chep and Gedich, Kerry, and we're going to start handicapping the field with our cast of experts here in just a second, so hang with us, and if you need to go, just let us know. You're busy this morning. The Chicago Marathon is on the air on the score. The ch wheelchair men and women are going to start at 7.20 and 7.21 a.m. and finish approximately 8.45 and 9 a.m. Those are the chair racers, and on the men's and women's elite race, that's a 7.30 a.m. start with the men coming in at approximately approximately 9.35, and the women at about 9.50 a.m. We're going to call all the starts and finishes of all the big races here in Chicago. But as you mentioned, Ruth Chepengedich, the defending champ, and, and, and Jenny Spangler, you can pick up where Carrie left off. It's, is it Ruth against the field here today? Yes. Um, as If you remember from last year, Ruth took it out hard. A couple of other women went with her, couldn't hang on. She went out in a split last year of uh, 67, around 67 minutes, which is lightning fast. Slowed down a little bit, but still it was just her show, the Ruth Chepengedich show. I feel like today, you know, we've got a couple others. We have Vivian Kiplagat that's in there, Rudy Aga, that definitely could give her a challenge, more of a challenge this year. But at the same time, she knows this course very, very well. She knows how to run fast on this course. So I feel like she's going to be the strong contender for the win again. I think one of the risks, though, for Ruth, when you start to think about going for a record, you said last year she went out really, really fast in 107. Well, 107 is world record pace. So she's got to do that twice, you know, to hit that 214. You run the risk of things going bad in the second half and that's where if one of these other athletes like uh, Rutai Aga or Vivian Kiplagat runs smart they can pick her up they may not set the record but they get the victory and ultimately that's what this is about who right. wins Josh Liss with Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer here near the finish line of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon we're going to bring in two more of our experts who will be following along on the lead vehicles with the men and women it's Chris Weirman who joins us for the fourth year in a row covering the lead males. Chris is an accomplished distance runner and an area coach. And Trenier Moser is back following the lead woman for the second time with us here on The Score. She's a retired athlete, an NCAA All-American, and a five-time U.S. champion. Last year, Trenier, we're going to start with you. You had a bird's-eye view of Ruth Chepengedich blazing through the field. And what seems to be her goal today and who might be able to catch her? Good morning, Trenier. Trenier Mosier out in front of the lead women. She's going to follow along with Ruth Chepengedich and the rest. Are you with us? 
All right, we'll catch up with Trenier in just a moment. We'll check in with Chris. Chris, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. All right, the takes on Ruth. You've been all over behind the scenes talking with coaches and other people. Is it Ruth against the field today, or can someone catch her? You know, Ruth is, is a class act, and this is going to be great weather for her. She's set up to run fast. You know, it's hard to, to bet on the field uh, in a day like this. So uh, I, I would certainly go with Ruth, but you know, it's a marathon. 26.2 miles, a lot can happen. I think Greg's absolutely right. She goes out a little bit fast as she struggles. There's going to be some athletes ready to pick her off. There was some heat, there was some wind, and there was no competition that may have slowed her down over the last third of the race. Does that sound about right, Jenny? Yes, it does uh, last year, and so I think obviously the weather is much better this year. I just wanted to throw out there that we have Emily Sisson in the field, American, who could possibly go for the American record today, and if she's on target for that, you know, she could be up there, and if Ruth ends up blowing up, she could take the win. We could have another American winner this year. Yeah, that's certainly the next part of this conversation is who are the top Americans in this field? And when you look at the women's side, Emily Sisson, Greg, certainly stands out for a few speedy reasons. She really does. She's so talented. She's had sort of a year off in terms of the marathon, but um, her debut marathon was terrific. I think she comes in here looking to run fast. I think she would like a sub 220 which would, you know, potentially put her in the top three or four if everybody runs to their potential. But again, as Chris said, it's a marathon. They don't always run to their potential. Things happen out there, and she could pick some people off. I think there's a real chance she could be one of the top three, and if, who knows? She could win the race. Um, but it'd be great to see her take a shot at that American record. 30-year-old Emily Sisson, who lives in Providence, Rhode Island, has the eighth fastest American marathon time of all time, 2.23.08 in their debut in London just a couple of years ago in a sixth-place finish. We're going to bring in Trenier Moser now. She's going to follow the lead women, and uh, we continue our conversation of Ruth Chepengedich, the defending champion, versus the field today. We, all of our picks seem to go to Ruth Trenier, but uh, how are you feeling about today's women's race? Today's going to be a special day. Um, Ruth has made, she's made a declaration that she wants to not only win, but she wants to go after that world record. So we could possibly see something similar to last year. Um, she went out hard. We know she went out super hard. She started off at world record pace, and she was very commanding to the point that she even pushed her pacer, um, kind of pushed him aside at mile eight, just because she just wanted to keep pounding it out. So. I'm sure she's ready to go. She's been healthy, um, and she's been training well leading into coming into this. So I think we're going to see something really special from her today. Trenier, tell us a little bit more about Ruth Chepengedich. We know she's a 27-year-old Kenyan, and she's got some amazing fast times and, of course, <coughs> is the defending champ. But in terms of that pacer today and how you mentioned she dropped her pacer after eight-plus miles, uh, how is that relationship shaping up uh, here today and maybe towards her goal of a record? Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, I was able to speak with her and her agent yesterday. Um, a lot of it is just being ready. Um, going into last year, coming into Chicago, she wasn't healthy. She had a string of injuries going into the Olympics and then following it up, coming into Chicago Marathon. Um, this last year, she told me that she has been training very well, had no injuries. So that's going to be a a big difference and I think we'll be able to see it reflect in her race today and then obviously it's just 
having that pacer, just being able to just keep, keep that pace that she needs. The pacer is going to be just so important just to help her not to do any of the work. I'm out here now at the athlete's tent. The wind, the temperature is perfect. Um, the wind is pretty low. So the pacer hopefully just to help shield her, just keep her calm, just keep her very relaxed. Um, and just to keep help pushing her and just give her a target. I think last year, the second half, we saw that she slowed down a bit because she was kind of in no man's land by herself. So having that pacer is going to be very key early. Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer, Tridier Moser, myself, Josh Liss, and our cast of experts on the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast on 670 The Score, Sports Radio 670 The Score. You can also listen to us on the Odyssey app, 670thescore.com. We're on until 10 o'clock. The race is going to start 720, 721 a.m. for the wheelchairs and the men and women at 730. We're going to take you through up to 10 o'clock. You're going to get all the action here on The Score this morning. All right, all four defending champs are back. We're talking about Ruth versus the Field, maybe Ruth versus a record and Jenny Spangler. And we're talking about men pacing women and a men, a, ma a male pacing Ruth Chepengedich. She dropped him after eight plus miles last year. What do you think would be the perfect relationship with her and her pacer this year? Well, the perfect relationship is that he will stay with her, like Trenier said, to help her through those tough parts, especially after the halfway point. And I don't know what the relationship is as far as how long he's expected to stay with her. I do know um, yesterday they were talking about going out around 68 for the half, which would be a little slower than the world record, but she said she was gonna make that determination this morning, basically at the starting line, checking out the weather, how she was feeling after her warm up. but he will be, that pace will be very, very important for her today. What's interesting to me about Ruth too is, she's one of the few elite athletes that's self-coached. She doesn't have anybody out there that sort of on a day-to-day -day basis is, is sort of supporting her, which I think at, at times in, in a marathon where you've got to make those decisions on your own, it strengthens her. I mean, she, she knows herself so well because she has to manage all of that year-round. She doesn't have somebody doing it for her. Ruth Chepengedich, defending Chicago Marathon champ, is back. The 27-year-old Kenyan, who, as Greg Meyer just pointed out, is mostly self-coached. She will join occasional men's groups for training, but today's big question, will it be Ruth versus the record? We want to thank some of our sponsors today, Abbott, BioFreeze, Gatorade, Pods, Tata Consultancy Services, Bank of America, Advocate Health, and Goose Island. We got a taste, Greg, of that Goose Island finisher beer a few weeks ago. It's their 312 Wheat Ale, I believe, the finisher line beer. Delicious. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to run 26.2 miles to get our hands on that, did, though, did no. we, Jenny? No. <laughs> it helps to know Carrie. Yeah. Good luck today. You're going to earn your beer. All right, another member of our game day staff is Gabe Ramirez, who's on the lead vehicle for the first time, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast. Gabe, good morning. How are you? Good morning, you guys. Feeling great. You know, the majority of Chicagoans will never know what it feels like to stand at the starting line for the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, myself included. But here we are on a beautiful day, Josh. And I've heard a lot of your guests say that the weather is perfect. For a non-runner like me, it's cold out here, but everyone is excited, as excited as I am. And I got to say, the most telling thing, the most, the most thing that is just absolutely incredible, the amount of volunteers that are here. I don't think the average individual understands how many bodies it takes to put something like this together. The workers, the people in the cars, the people working the tents, security, so many hands have to come together in order to put this thing together. 
But I can tell you right now, people are excited for this thing, myself included. 10,000-plus race day volunteers, 1,500-plus medical personnel, 400 course marshals, 1.7 million estimated on-course spectators. The numbers here are big. Gabe, enjoy your tour through the city. We'll be checking in with you often today. One of the other big storylines here at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, a star could be made on the men's side. The defending champ, all four defending champs are back, but on the men's side, Seifu Tura is back. The 25-year-old who's now ranked fifth in the world marathon rankings is was ranked 48th when he won last year and he's back with a wide open field and like i say a star could be made on the men's side jenny and greg let's get some quick thoughts on the men's race we'll take a break and come on back jen jen on the oh, men's absolutely. race who's back oh sorry um I feel like it's rock, paper, scissors today um, as far as who their field is so, so deep. It's incredible. You know, Seifu won last year. He knows how to win. He's got a lot of racing on his legs uh, for this year, but it's stacked. I don't know. Greg? <laughs> I think when you look at the men's field, you, you've got some experienced Chicago runners, our defending champ, obviously. Then you've got a group that have never run here before who have run very, very fast who really are hungry to take that first win. And I think we're gonna see a new champion today. I, I, that's just my gut, but I, it's like everyone said, nobody really knows. That's what's great about the men's field right now. There is no clear cut favorite. It's a beautiful day for a race. Hope you're up and Adam on this Sunday morning and sticking with us through the start time at about 7.20 and 7.30 this morning, so just about an hour, hour plus away, and uh, we'll have the call just before 10 a.m. So stick with us. Lots ahead on our broadcast of the 44th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Back after this on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. We're only about an hour away from the start of this great race. The Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast is on the air this morning on the score. Hope you're up and Adam. We are loose and ready to run. Greg and Jenny, we've got so much to look forward to today, including the start of the men's and women's chair races just over an hour from now on the men's and women's races at around 7.30 this morning. We're on until 10 a.m., so we're going to have those finishing calls for you in that 9 a.m. hour. So stick around all morning as this race develops. The Chicago Marathon is back. A little breezy, a little chilly in the mid-40s. It's going to get a little warmer, but the winds are only blowing around 8-10 miles per hour out of the southwest. They're talking about this weather day being just about perfect. We've already handicapped the women's field, and it looks like it's Ruth Chepengedich, the defending champ, against the field, or Ruth against the record, depending on how aggressive her pace is. She said she was going to decide on that, maybe a world record pace, when she woke up this morning. Ruth Chepengedich, the 27-year-old Kenyan. Now let's turn to you, Greg Meyer. 
distance running Hall of Famer, past Chicago Marathon champion. Happy 40th anniversary on your win, by the way, in 82. Why don't we stick with that for a quick second and introduce you to our audience. What was it like running back in Chicago in 1982 compared to today where we've got 40,000 runners in the field? Yeah, it's much, much smaller field and a totally different course. And, you know, it, it was one of those... It was the early days of Chicago sort of stepping into the majors. You know, the big prize money came in at that point. Uh, Lee Flaherty was the guy behind it at, at that point, Beatrice Foods. Um, and it was exciting to be part of something that was starting out because there was some doubt in people's minds that Chicago could really sustain a major marathon like this. Yeah, now um, certainly part of the six World Marathon Major Series of races, uh, and you're part of building the fabric of this thing. Well, I, and, and I, I have to give tons of credit to Kerry Pinkowski because there was a lull here a little bit. Kerry came in and really built this thing up, and, you know, 32 years later, uh, it's a masterpiece. Uh, what a great job he's done here. Um, and it shows year in and year out by the quality of the field as well as the numbers of people who try to get into this race. Yeah, 1977, uh, Jenny Spangler, was the year of the first Chicago Marathon. You're a Chicago area native. And since then, there have been 947,945 finishers. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Only 2,100 back in 77. And then we had that record pre-pandemic of about 46,000. So what do you think about how, the way this race has grown? Well, as Craig mentioned, a lot of it has to do with Kerry and his vision of what he wants the Bank of America Chicago Marathon to be. Um, I credit all of the, you know, runners and the spectators, the sponsors. Um, there's been a lot of course changes. Uh, Kerry Pinkowski over the last, you know, 32 years has changed the course and he's tweaked it so that it can be a world record setting course. And uh, so athletes want to come here. They want to come here and get their Boston qualifiers, set PRs, set world records, course records. It's the place to be. Two men's world records have been set in Chicago. Three women's world records have been set in Chicago, including the current women's record by Bridget Koske in 2019, a 2.14.04. You know, one of the things that, that Jenny just mentioned, and I think people, you know, maybe don't realize is, the partnerships that are involved to pull something like this off. You know, when you look at the Bank of America's commitment, 15 years now they've been involved here, but the city of Chicago and what they have to do to host this here year in and year out, it, it is not a small task, especially when you refer back to 10,000 volunteers and 1,500 medical staff. Um, it's incredible uh, what they have to do to put this event on, but the rewards for the city are great. And this year, going up to 40,000, 41,000 runners, you know, a couple of dozen of those are the elites, Jenny, and as a coach, you know what's going through the mind of the average runner. Uh, they're getting set on their race day morning. What's that procedure like? They're not going for a podium finish. What's going through the mind of the average runner this morning? Most of the thousands that'll be shuffling through that start line next hour. Well, I think the average runner today is just as excited as, excited as the elites are for these weather conditions. They've been training hard for many, many weeks now, especially those that live in the Chicago land area. It's been a hot and humid summer with basically no breaks in the temperature. So just the fact that they're able to line up today with this cooler weather, they're, they're excited and they're ready to go. You know, I think just like the elites, you know, everyone has their goal. Everybody, you know, is focused on, you know, all the training that they've done getting to the start. So when they wake up and they see, 
hey, we've got a good day. You know, it, it, it eliminates the excuses that, you know, something's going to interrupt that. And I think like everybody else, it, for me anyway, I just want to get to the starting line. I want the gun to go off so we can start. You know, it's just the waiting these last the last hour. It's just I hated that. Yeah, well, we're an hour away from the start of this year's race, so how are you feeling now? <laughs> like I wanted to start. Right. <laughs> well, we all sort of do, but, you know, one minute at a time here. We've got, we've got plenty to chat about, and we're going to break down Seifu Tour, the defending champ in the men's field, because it's wide open and a star could be made on the men's side this year. But since we're talking about the fabric of this great race, I should mention uh, the top 10 charity teams, okay? $265 million has been raised since 2002 uh, through the official charity program okay so the top 10 charity teams by participation how do you like this team world vision at the top they're gonna have over 1400 runners on their team alone raising money for charity today the Ronald McDonald House charities over 1000 runners the American Cancer Society over 600 runners team pause Chicago 436 st. Jude's Children's Research Hospital 396 Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago 302 the Alzheimer's Association uh, all the ALZ all-stars 297 I don't want to leave anybody out there's Mercy Home Heroes 246 those are a lot of people running fundraising uh, today through the marathon you know what it it changed the sport when they added the charity element to it you know and for so many runners and you know those are just the ones that we you know know about there's so many smaller ones yeah, that unofficial. do the same thing on their own mm -hmm. and it motivates people to get out when it's tough in the summer as jenny said 90 degrees out it for it forces them to get out because they made a commitment to the charity and it's been wonderful to see all those people out here. Absolutely, and I sometimes I feel like the charity component of this race and many races is overlooked, but it's just as important as the individual runner out there. You know, as Josh, as you said, the millions of dollars that this marathon has raised for charity is so, so important, and it's just great that they have their own little niche here. A couple other groups, Girls on the Run Chicago has 260 runners for, running for charity. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, 252. So good luck to all those runners, especially the ones that are fundraising today. All right, now it's time to dive into the men's field here at the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The defending champion, Seifu Tura, certainly tops our list. But where do you go next, Greg Meyer, when you're handicapping this thing? You know, there's six or seven guys that I think have the ability to win this. And I wouldn't be surprised if any one of them actually did. Uh, I think, you know, Turu obviously is the defending champ, knows the course, knows how to win here. But I think there's some hungry guys behind him that are just as fast uh, that I think um, if, they, if things go as I think they will, uh, they may take his crown away. Uh, the guy that I would look at right now, and, and I, again, I'm gambling because you could literally throw a dart at any one of these six or seven guys. Uh, Herpasa Nagasa from Ethiopia. He's the fastest man in the field, but he's been second in his two big marathons that he's run. Always fast, but always second. 
I think he wants to break through and get that first victory, and I think he's the hungriest athlete here. Herpasa Nagasa may be the one to take out the defending champ, Seifu Tura, Jenny Spangler, and we're going to be joined by our reporters on the course in just a second as we break down the men's field, less than an hour away from the start of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Tura won by 23 seconds last year, the biggest win of his career. Uh, how do you like his chances of following it up today, Jen? Well, as Greg mentioned, there's a handful, five or six, that could take that crown away from him today. I do, as I mentioned earlier, he does have a lot of racing on his legs this year, but we do know that he's very, very fit. Um, and I know that he would like to obviously have, make it two in a row, but there's really a lot of guys in this field that are untested in my opinion. Uh, maybe they've just run one or two marathons on their legs uh, over their career. They've never won or even participated in a world marathon majors before. Maybe this is their first time running on U.S. soil. So it'll be really, really interesting on how they handle this. You make a great point on, on Tura in terms of the potential of having some fatigue in his leg. He ran Milan last fall. He ran this spring, uh, I believe in Paris. Then he came back and ran the world championships uh, in a warm day in Eugene. Um, and now he's back here. So that's four in a short period of time. Um, although I hear he's fit, he's healthy, he's, but at some point, you get tired. Yeah, Seifu Tura, the 24-year-old defending champion, is back to defend his title. Uh, plenty of men, a good handful of them, won back-to-back -back titles here in Chicago. Uh, the record for number of victories here in Chicago by a male is four by Khalid Kanuchi in 97, 99, 2000, and 2002. We continue to break down the men's field at the Chicago Marathon ahead of our start of the race just about an hour from now. Thanks for being with us this morning on The Score. We're on until 10. We're going to have all the blow-by-blow -blow action. But we're going to head out now to Chris Weirman and Trenier Moser. And Chris, start with you since we're breaking down the men and you're going to be following Seifu Tura, Herpasa Nagasa, and others in this men's field. Do you have eyes on the elite runners? What, what are they going through at this moment less than an hour before the start of the race, Chris? Well, we're out here watching them warm up. Uh, so all of the elite athletes are getting their jogs in. I would anticipate that they're going to have about a mile or so of of running before they head back into the tent to warm up, do their last minute changes and, and stretches. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell at this point who's looking good and who's maybe feeling a little bit fatigued because it's first thing in the morning. But I think what Greg and Jenny said about uh, Tura's potential fatigue is, is interesting because there are nine men in this field who have run 205 or faster. And so when they talk about that fatigue in their legs, if a fatigue causes two or three seconds a mile for someone running 10 or 11 12 minutes a mile that's not a huge deal but when you're talking about a very slim margin of error with this many men capable of running so fast that two seconds or even one second a mile can be the difference between winning and finishing fifth or sixth or seventh so it'll be very interesting to see how that race plays out today yeah, and Trenier Moser, you're also out checking out the elites warming up. What's your point of view on what they're going through right now? And uh, if we're talking on the men's side, uh, I know it seems to be our, our picks are all over the place, but uh, we want to get inside the minds of the elite athletes at this point and uh, what your point of view is right now, Trenier. 
All right, we'll catch up with Trenier Moser in just a second. Jenny and Greg, we're talking about what's going through the minds of the elites. And as Chris pointed out, they're going to get a mile run in just to warm up before they even start this. Yeah, thing. absolutely. A lot of runners out here today are just walking over to the starting line. They're like, I'm not going more than 26.2, but it's very important at that pace to get a good warm up in and some strides. And right now, they're just focused on what they're going to do right now. They're just trying to relax, get in a good mental space for themselves. You know, not look at what anybody else is doing. Make sure they're taking in their fluids and um, all of their gels and everything that they need. So, yeah, they're just focusing on themselves and getting relaxed. That's it, exactly. You just really want to understand how your body is feeling this morning. You know, making sure that all of that preparation, uh, you know, you're not going to make a mistake by doing something, you know, that you haven't done in the past. So they all go through their rituals, you know, whether it's they tie their shoes one last time, um, all those little things, uh, they just follow their pattern um, to put themselves in the right state of mind for when, you know, they, they head off that starting line and, 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 you know, go into battle. And it is a battle. Yeah, the elite runners are loosening up. The start of the Chicago Marathon is less than an hour away. Chris, you're hanging with us. Uh, what else can you describe from the scene up near the start line today? And uh, if you're thinking about the beginning of last year's race, uh, do you anticipate a little bit of a similar start on the men's side? Yeah, I think that we're going to see a, a fast start. The weather, as we've been talking about, is a huge storyline. Last year, uh, it, before the race started, Turo was talking at the Elite Athlete press conference about how it was warm, and then, of course, he ended up winning. Uh, today and yesterday, that was not the storyline. The storyline is about how it's cool, the, the wind coming out of the south, uh, which means that the athletes will have the, the downhill and the first stretch of the race, if the wind is even noticeable at their back, I think will lead to a fast start, especially with so many athletes that are capable of running so fast. The big question, I think, will be whether or not any of them try to take the pace early and push the pace, or if the group itself is ready to just sit back and, and measure each other and play that chess game to see how each other are feeling before making a move a little bit later in the race. Yeah, interesting stuff from Chris Wehrman. will be following the lead males, including Connor Mance, who's a 25-year-old American making his marathon debut. Uh, Greg and Jenny, uh, starting with you, Greg, why, why should folks be excited to track along with us today on what Connor Mance might be doing? There's a lot of buzz around him. Uh, he is running terrific right now. Uh, he just won the U.S. championship for the half marathon in just slightly over one hour, which is really, really fast. It's his debut marathon. He wants to set the American record for a debut marathon, which I think he's got to run like in the two sevens, um, which is a pretty aggressive first marathon when you think about it. But everything I've heard about him is he's very fit, he's very efficient, smart, He's, he's got his own pace. He's not going to get sort of pulled into trying to go out in 101, you know, with these lead guys, which is what they've set themselves up to go out at just under 102 for the first half. Um, he could be one of the top three guys um, and run a very, very fast race here. Yeah, American or Mance. as what could happen with newbies is he could get out there and all of a sudden realize that, this isn't a half marathon. It feels real different after 20 miles. Yeah. The, um, so the, it'll be exciting to watch him. Connor Mance, one of the biggest Americans in the field, along with Emily Sisson on the women's side. Let's connect with Trenier Moser, who's going to be following the 
lead women today. Uh, we're breaking down the men's side, but those top two Americans certainly stand out. You're watching the elites warm up. What can you add, Trenier, on Connor Mance and Emily Sisson at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'm at here at the uh, warm-up track, and the sun is coming up. The athletes are just getting ready. A lot of it is just going through the plan in your head, just trying to make sure that you're feeling good. Um, and then just obviously just continuing to stay hydrated and just honestly just keep going that over that plan in your head. But it's just staying confident, calm, and collected. That's where, that's where the athletes are right now. I was able to see um, Emily Sisson and her husband, who is also her training partner. Um, he was jogging and warming up with her. And then I was also able to see Ruth. She was um, warming up with two of her training partners as well. So the women are ready to go, um, and all the athletes are ready to go, and it's just amazing, and it's very inspiring to see them out here just getting ready. Well, you're going to enjoy loading up on that truck and following along with the lead runners there. Trenier, we'll catch up with you in a moment. Jen? Yeah, I wanted to mention with Connor Mansa of that discussion, he is coached by... Ed Eyestone, who was the Chicago Marathon runner-up in 1994. So I feel like Ed has probably given Connor a lot of good advice on how to run this course and how to compete on this course. Um, so that is going to give him a definite edge. Um, I think we had heard yesterday that he, Connor's hoping to have a pacer go out with him at around 63.30. That would be, you know, obviously a 207 marathon, which would put him right there uh, for conquering that American marathon debut record. But as Greg mentioned, first race, you never know what can happen. Connor Mance is going to make his debut today at age 25. The world will be watching, and hopefully you'll be sticking around. We've got lots left on our broadcast of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The start of the race just about 40, 45 minutes away. Again, stick around. It's Sports Radio 670, The Score. And now back to our team coverage of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, Wanda Sports, NBC5 Chicago, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. We wish you had the view we did from the finish line of the Chicago Marathon in Grant Park along Columbus Drive. Beautiful stands ready to fill up with supporters of this great race in the 44th running. We're going to get it started next hour. A little ripple of wind through the many flags across from us. And again, the sun coming up behind us over Lake Michigan. It is a gorgeous day to race here in Chicago. And so much is happening, guys. Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler. We're going to go to our first guest in this segment now and bring in a friend of the race, Kelly Joe Golson with Advocate Healthcare. Kelly Joe, good morning. Good morning. You getting ready to run? You getting ready to run for that great charity of yours? I am getting ready. I'm about ready to drop off my bag and head out to the starting corral. All right. Tell us the important stuff. How are you feeling? And fill us in on why Jay's Hope is so important for you. You know, feeling great, really excited. Such a great city, and you can just feel the excitement of all the runners and just listening to everyone's reason for being here. I'm proud to, to be here on behalf of Advocate Healthcare and especially proud to be a part of the Jay's Hope team. 
Uh, Jay's Hope is an organization we founded in memory of my son who lost his battle to cancer. And we've got runners out here today raising funds and running those 26.2 miles to, to help other college students battling cancer. And it's a pretty special day. How do you describe Advocate's relationship with the marathon, Kelly Jill? So we're going on uh, our 10th year at Advocate Healthcare being a sponsor. And as we seek to, you know, provide resources to help people live their healthiest life, it's just such a great event for us to be a part of, offering support um, and really cheering on the over 40,000 folks that are out here doing just that, living their, their healthiest life. And it's great to be a part of it. Well, we want to wish you good luck. Kelly Jill Golson, Advocate Healthcare, Chief Brand and Consumer Experience Officer and friend of the race. You're doing it for a good cause, of course, close to your heart. Good luck uh, running, what is this, your 26th marathon this year? Do we have the math right? It's number 26. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, running in honor of your son with the charity, Jay's Hope. So thanks again for joining us. Good luck to you and your uh, friends today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Kelly Jill Golson. Guys, we were talking about charities earlier today. She's at the heart of it. She lost a son to cancer, and she's running in, in his name today. So many of these charity runners have a personal connection to why they're doing this, and it, it, it's that commitment that I think you know, really pushes a lot of them uh, to be successful at the marathon because it, when people watch the marathon go by, you can see they're not all built like the Ethiopians and Kenyans. And it takes a lot of work to be on your feet four or five hours out there. And it's that commitment that they have because it is personal for them. How did it end up being the marathon that became the race for so much of that? The fundraising and I don't want to say the, the feel-good finishes, but why wasn't it any other distance? I know there's some other popular races. They got the inaugural 13.1 that's become very popular, the half marathon. They got the shamrock shovel. What is it about the marathon distance, Jen, that really puts you into that mindset, puts you into that category that makes it more special than any other distances? You know, that's a very good question. And I do know that some like Shamrock Shuffle 8K now is starting. The charity is really growing that program for that race. But with the marathon, I think it's just the, the mindset. And when you're raising money for a charity, you know, it's all about that cause. And I think just that marathon distance that is so challenging to conquer yeah you don't just show up and run it you've got months of training behind it right exactly and it just it just goes together you know? i think that's it i think it's the challenge that drives people and it, it you know when it, because i've raised money for for charity doing the same thing you go out there and you can tell people hey listen i'm going to be out there for 26.2 miles can you give me a hundred bucks a mile you know let, and seriously, I'm going to suffer for you to do that. And people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see you suffer for 26 I like that. miles. I like that. What's your best sales pitch for uh, fundraising, Jen? <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, I'm just like, hey, I'm doing this for months and months and months. Um, you got you got to help me out. So, uh, yeah. That's good stuff. So around 7.30 this morning, we're going to call the start of the men's and women's races. And all the defending champs, Ruth and Seifu, are here on the women's and men's sides. But we've also got the wheelchair races. They're going to get starting in about 30 minutes at 7.20 and 7.21 a.m. We'll have to call the start of those races. What I want to bring up is our next sort of preview category here, guys. McFadden Mania Returns. No one's won this race as many times as Tatiana McFadden has in a women's wheelchair. The nine-time and defending champ is back, but the question is, 
who's got the best shot of knocking off Tatiana this time, or well, can it be hers again? It could, you know, she's got that mindset to do it, but I've got to like Susanna Scaroni. She's the next up and coming U.S. Uh, wheelchair athlete. She was third in Berlin. She just uh, took second in London. She's kind of got the mojo going. I know Tatiana has had some, you know, health issues over the past few years. Uh, Tatiana did say that her training really took off in August, so I know that she's ready. But I don't know. I kind of like Susanna Scaroni for today. How about you, I would, Greg? You know, I I would agree with you, Jenny. I I, I think Tatiana has been so good for so long, uh, but. It's hard to hold that level of excellence, you know, and there's always that next younger person coming up. And uh, Susanna Scaroni it seems to be sort of the hot hand. She won Grandma's this year. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got the fastest time in the field, 127.31. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it because we love Tatiana, but I think there may be a changing of the guard here this year. Right, and Susanna did say she likes to go out fast and hard and compete. So I'm not putting it past Tatiana. Going for your 10th is very exciting, and I know that will will her through this race. But, you know, like Greg said, could be a changing of the guard today. She, Susanna Scaroni and Tatiana McFadden, two of the standouts in the women's wheelchair field. Like you're saying. Susanna was third here last year, but she's fast. She's fast. You know, I mean, she set the world record for 5,000 meters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so things, things are building for her to have her first major win. Susanna uh, Scaroni. Yeah, and a year after a car accident, she's uh, breaking records again and looking to win here today. It's the scores coverage of the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Everything gets started next hour and the winners are going to come in before we're off the air. Our coverage goes 6 to 10 a.m. On the men's wheelchair side, guys, Josh Cassidy of Canada, Aaron Pike of the U.S., John Boy Smith of the U.K., but then there's Dan Romanchuk and Marcel Hoog, who are probably expected to battle it out one-two once again, Jen. Oh, absolutely. And we look at the last couple weeks, you know, the first week we had Berlin, Marcel won, Daniel Romacek second. London, Marcel won, Daniel Romacek second by only two seconds. So, you know, Daniel Romacek is hungry for that win. So it's going to be a battle between the two of them. The three-time defending champ, Romanchuk, I'll call him the face of the place, but can the silver bullet, Marcel Hoog, reel him in? It's going to be a tough battle. I think it, you know, if, if there's one race here today that it's like, boy, you know, if, if I were Daniel, I'd be like, okay, this is my course. This is my day. You may have got me somewhere else, but I own Chicago. This is my state. I live here. This, this is mine. Um, I think it's going to be just a fabulous race. And it's like you said, two seconds separated them in London. That last little hill here, that could make this, the difference uh, before you make the turn under the finish area. And Daniel knows that little spot right there. You know, he's won here. Well, this will be hopefully his third year in a row. Seifu Tura won last year in 206.12. Uh, it was a seven-man pack through 19 miles. Tura shook out of that pack with Galen Rupp and Eric Kiptanui around mile 23. The American Rupp finished second, 23 seconds behind. And it's Galen Rupp who joins us on the line right now on our coverage of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Good morning, Galen. How are you today? 
Good morning. I'm doing great. Excited to watch everybody today. We got a perfect day for race day, and I think we're going to see a lot of PRs out there. And we're not seeing you again. It's Josh Liss, Greg Meyer, and Jenny Spangler at the finish line. We're not seeing you again in Chicago today because you're getting ready for another run next month, aren't you? Correct. Yeah, I'm running the New York Marathon in about four weeks. Oh, that'll be great. What are you looking forward to storyline-wise today? How about we start on the men's field where the defending champ that you remember so well, Seifu Tura, is back. Could a star be made? Could a new champ come in on the men's side today, Galen? Yeah, I think it's a very open field. You know, I, I think Seifu obviously has, has got to be the favorite. You know, his experience here is going to serve him really well. But he's run a lot of races this year, you know, um, and, and that might take a toll here on him. And you got a lot of men with great PRs. I think on the American side, I'm really excited to see what, what Connor Mance does, you know, making a debut. Um, a little younger than a lot of people do, but coming straight from the track with all that speed, I think it's setting up really well to, for him to have a great race. So what can you realistically expect from a Connor Mance? If he does notch that American Marathon debut record of something around 207.56, uh, that, that could be good enough to win. Absolutely. I mean, you never know. I mean, I think that for him, the most important thing is to have a great day. You know, I, I told him, uh, told his coach, I thought going out a little more conservative, which I think he's doing today, planning on doing is going to be great. Um, and, and really having a great second half. You know, I think a lot of runners are going to maybe go out a little bit too fast because the conditions are so great. And if he can start picking people off in the last few miles of the race and getting more and more confidence, I think he could be in store for a great time. Galen, how important is it for a young athlete like Connor? to have that first experience in the marathon be a positive one to sort of set the tone for their career? I think it's huge. You know, you don't run a lot of marathons during the year. It's not like a track season where you're running every week or every other week. You know, a lot of times uh, the elites are only running two, two marathons a year. So you really want to always make the most of those experiences and, and really try to learn a lot from every single one. And obviously your first one, it's, it's natural. You want to try to hit it out of the park, but having a positive experience and, and being able to build on that. He is so young and he has so many of these races ahead of him. Having a great time here and really taking a lot away from it, I think it's going to serve him well in his career. Galen, this is Jenny. Um, you've had great, great success on this course. Have you talked to Connor at all about the course or given him any tips on some places to make moves or has it been more mainly uh, pace oriented? Um, you know, not so much specifically anything on the course, but, you know, I, I told him, you, these races are all won in the last five or six miles, in the, in the last half of the race, but particularly there. And so, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in, in all the emotions at the start and, and go out a little too fast. It's his debut. He's excited. He's rested. Um, he's ready to go. But you always want to hold back a little bit and, and always have that in the back of your head that you need to be ready to move and be ready to go when the real racing starts at 20 miles. And I think that Ed Eisen is a tremendous coach. He has, knows what he's doing, training athletes for the marathon, and, and he's going to have him ready. But that's going to be the, the biggest thing and, and where he's going to grow the more and more he does this is, is learning to compete and, uh, and really winning in the, in the last part of races. Last year's runner-up, Galen Rupp, thanks for your time and good luck getting ready for New York next month. Thank you. It's going to be fun today. If you say so, because we're already having fun here on The Score uh, with Jenny and Greg. It's Josh List. The start of this big race is coming up next hour, so a lot is ahead. Stick around and uh, spread the word. We're, uh, uh, we're talking until 10 a.m. here today. It's the 44th Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast on Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 